Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have the Gasolines. They have a new album called Cannonball Run, which is released on September 10th via Speed Club Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Morton to share some more information about this release and what he's got going on. So, Morton, welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. I've been a, yeah, I've been a great fan of your show for a long time. I haven't seen all the uh, thousand-plus uh, podcasts, but um, I have seen a lot of them several times. So, um, um, yeah, congratulations to you. Uh, you're doing a great, great job for uh, the underground uh, music. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah. Sweet. You're made welcome. It, made it all the way to Norway. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious. What is it about the show yeah. that you like? Um, first of all, you are giving um, bands an opportunity and a platform to actually talk and to present your music. Uh, it's not uh, only the clickbait uh, titles and uh, the old uh, stars that you see on every other uh, page and uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. It, it, it is a great place to uh, discover new music. Awesome. Cool. Good to hear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Clickbait. We could spend hours talking about clickbait. <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> oh, man. If only it didn't work, Morton. I mean, I, there are moments where I'm like, man, I could just change all of my titles to say, warning, yeah. the gasolines will surprise you. Yeah. Just so we could get some clickbait on this interview. <laughs> well, that's cool. Now, um, what was we going to chat about? We're going to chat about the Gasolines. We're going to chat about Autobahn Outlaws, which has a music video. We're going to chat about Speed Freaks and the album Cannonball Run. And yeah. um, there was some things that you had mentioned about this particular project that you were very excited to chat about. So I'm just going to open up the... Uh, first question, which almost isn't really a question, it's just tell us about Cannonball Run, this album, and why you're so excited about it. Uh, yeah, um, uh, first of all, um, I gotta say thank you to the COVID 19 situation. Uh, otherwise, uh, it probably wouldn't have happened at, at all. Um, I was playing with this other band and um, because of restrictions, um, rehearsals were not allowed at all. Uh, so instead of just sitting around and doing nothing, uh, I went down to the basement uh, in my house and I started to change the strings on my bass. Uh, and when I uh, restrung it, um, tuned it, and then you start to noodle a bit, uh, and then I suddenly just had the chorus for the Autobahn Outlaws uh, song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then other ideas popped up as well. And then suddenly I had the, the verse for it, and then I had the bridge for it. And then I thought, hmm, I might have, have something here. Uh, uh, and within a couple of hours and within a couple of days, I had so many ideas and so much material that I thought, hey, I got to do something with it. Um, and the whole thing, actually, uh, all music, all 10 songs and all lyrics for 10 songs, titles, uh, uh, everything was done in about six weeks. Wow. Yeah. It's fast. 
Yeah, it is fast. Uh, and I've said it before, um, creativity is like sometimes it is uh, constipation and uh, <laughs> other times it is like uh, an explosive diarrhea. Uh, and it yeah. was, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I cannot force the um, creativity. So I just um, had to um, get myself together and uh, use all the ideas that uh, came along here. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, and it was also and it was also during uh, between Christmas and New Year, and in the first two weeks of January. So living in Norway, it is cold, uh, it is dark, uh, and it's not too funny to go outside. So it's a great time to do to make music inside. Mm-hmm. I agree. Being from Canada, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, dark and really cold, and uh, I don't know how cold does it get in uh, in Norway where you're at. Because where I'm at, it could be minus forty Celsius right around that time of the year. Yeah, uh, we don't get that cold here. Okay. Uh, no, uh, probably maybe around ten, fifteen, twenty Celsius. Okay, but it's that's cold enough to stay inside, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, <laughs> you've got a beautifully decorated house. I dig. The, the the white ceiling but the dark walls it actually makes it seem significantly less dark it's nice yeah thank you thank you mm. yeah did you are you did you design it did your wife design it who designed it uh i did okay cool. yeah i just assumed you're married because it looks very nice <laughs> no I, i'm not married okay. uh, there's uh, dark blue walls um and i got uh, for the uh, big screen behind me so it's a nice place to listen to music, watch mu- movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you, sir. Now, uh, you yeah. mentioned, you know, the blessing in disguise that was COVID-19. And it's it's interesting how it's either the worst year for people yeah. or it was the best year for people. Um, yeah. You know, for me, it was a really good year uh, for a number of reasons. And it's almost like, I don't want to say so because there's some people who had a really bad time. Uh, Absolutely. But at least for purposes of our conversation, it sounds like what we'll call a blessing in disguise because now you're on the show to chat about the gasolines when all it took was changing some strings on your base. Yeah. Um, it is, um, you have to take the situation and turn it into something positive. Uh, and I ended up with uh, 10 songs that I, that I think uh, are really, really strong. And I am very excited to um, present it uh, to people uh, in September. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it's been a very, very fun ride. And I have to say that, uh, yes, I have made all the 10 songs, but... Uh, they would not have been uh, so good and uh, sound the way they do without the guys that I have brought in with me. Huh. So they deserve all their... Um, uh, Credit? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Take us, do. take us through that. How did you find people? Was it uh, friends, people you're already in the band with? Take us yeah, through that. Yeah, uh, they are friends. So um, I had uh, my ideas and I thought, well, who can I ask who are actually uh, available 
and have uh, time right now to uh, to do it, you know, to go into a studio and record. And I thought of Adrian first, mm-hmm. the uh, for for guitar. Uh, he is. I'm not kidding. He is uh, among the absolute best guitarists. Uh, seriously, he could walk straight into most bands and do a terrific job. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he liked it, and we started talking, and I suggested, yeah, um, we have to um, talk about a drummer. And then he said, uh, well, I can, I can give it a go. <laughs> And I, I, at first, I didn't even remember that he started out actually as a drummer. Okay. Um, so he um, went home and uh, practiced, and he said, uh, yeah, well, if you don't think it is good enough, then just let me know. Uh, and I definitely think he plays drums really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then we also um, came up with uh, the uh, singer, uh, he does a fantastic job, and uh, then we also needed to get a producer and a mixer for it, uh, who actually uh, could go straight into this concept and uh, do a great job. And then we came up with this uh, guy called I Live. So um, yeah, it turned out uh, great. We've been a really, really good uh, team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you mentioned uh, people who would work well with the concept. At what point, after you had started writing songs, did the concept come to mind? How did you come up with the concept? Uh, Actually, I came up with the concept before I started. (laughs) So I had the idea that, yeah, maybe sometime I I, I can do it. So when the first song uh, popped into my head, The Autobahn Outlaws, uh, then I thought, yes. I'm going uh, going to do uh, to put it into this concept, and uh, before I came up with uh, the second song and the third song, I actually sat down and then I had all the ten uh, song titles. So I came came up with the song titles before I even had the the, the songs for it. <laughs> Sometimes it, it just works that way. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's such a a tightly knit concept as well. It doesn't come across as something that somebody made in their their basement and just kicked it out to the world it came across my desk and immediately i recognized from the the moniker you know from the band name i recognized yeah. what i should expect when i saw the track titles it, everything made sense when i heard the music everything made sense so i mean some some props morton for just you know, having some explosive diarrhea in your basement and <laughs> You know. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I I like the uh, idea for the concept. Uh, I like the band name. Uh, I like uh, what I've come up with, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is uh, very exciting to hear that other people also get the ideas that I've had in my uh, my head. Yeah, silly question. I have a very silly question for you, Morton. Yeah. Let's talk about some bass. What kind of bass strings do you use? Or do you noodle on strings different from recording? Uh, tell us about your bass rig. What kind of bass sound are we are we listening to here? What what do you have? What's your bass? What's your pickups? What's your amp? Yeah. Great. Uh I have been playing Rotosound strings for um since the mid nineties, actually. It's a good uh, choice. Very good choice. Yeah. Yeah. 
and a couple of years ago, uh, maybe five or six years ago, um, we came to an uh, endorsement deal with uh, Rotosound, and I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, I, I really like the strings. Uh, I use a couple of different um, gauges uh, for, uh, for strings, uh, and the people who work there are also great. So, um, yeah, it, it works out. I uh, um, suggest uh, Rotosound strings for, um, to uh, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, guitar or or bass. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too, bass, baby. I, yeah, the, the bass uh, sound I went for. Um, it is a bit distorted bass, but you can never go wrong with a precision bass and a fresh uh, set of uh, round wound uh, strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sits always good in a mix. Yeah, uh, in, in 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 my ears. Um, so yeah. I use the precision bass that I bought in 1993. Uh, and you asked me about the pickups. Uh, those are EMGs, uh, Giza Butler pickups, uh, passive EMGs. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Uh, they also work uh, great uh, with uh, down tuning because this entire album is tuned in D. Um, and one of the songs are also tuned in C sharp. Uh, and for a rig, uh, I use a Harky um, amp, uh, LH1000, mm. and the high drive 410 uh, cabs. Okay. So yeah, that, that, that's my, uh, my rig. Um, mm. And I drive it through a Dunlop um, pedal for a little bit of uh, distortion. And okay. I, 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 I like to keep it, uh, keep it uh, simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Less less things can go wrong. <laughs> Very true, you know. Yeah. Like in cooking, I just made a pesto sauce and pesto only has like three or four ingredients, so you got to make sure that they're high quality ingredients. What's up, babes? Yeah. Hey. This is Morton, this is Gabriel. Hey, Morton. Hello, Gabriel. Hello. Morton is a fan of the show, so he probably actually knows of you already. Is that right, Morton? Yeah, I've seen him before. Cool. All right. Well, this is Gabe's the Babes in the Flesh, my right hand man, right here, on the yep. right. Excellent. Yeah. It's actually on the right now. Yeah, you are on the right <laughs> now. Are you gonna hang out for us this interview? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We were just chatting about some gear because Morton plays EMG pickups. Yeah, EMG pickups. He, I'm looking it up right now on the internet because I don't know that pickup set in particular, but um, uh, uh Fender Precision Bass. Uh, new electronics in it, the Geezer Butler EMG Passive Pickups, uh, which yeah. is, of course, unique because they are mostly known for their innovation in active technology, but yeah. they do make some great passive pickups uh, as well. Passive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious, how come you went the route of passive on your base as opposed to active? Uh, again, uh, one less thing that can go wrong. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have had an active bass, um, and during rehearsals and even a gig, when the battery goes out, yeah. even though you have just changed the battery, no. So I, I just uh, ke- keep it, uh, keep it uh, simple. <laughs> yes. And for those who don't know, it goes from sounding really good to sounding really bad. Yeah. This sounds, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The sound disappears. Yeah. 
And you know, the funny thing is, uh, I just recently got a guitar with um, EMGs in it, and for years, I would pick one up in a guitar store, plug in, and go, this sounds like crap. Why do people play with this? And then somebody yeah. told me the battery in it at the store has probably died, and yeah. just, if you want to, got to rent one or whatever, do it, but change the battery in it, and it'll change you know, the whole thing. And so I was like, fine. So I rented one, plugged it in. Yep. Sounds like crap. I don't know why people get it, but whatever. Change the battery. <laughs> I go, whoa. Okay. That's a big difference. What are you doing, son? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I'll cut this out. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know if you need to cut it out or not, but anyway. So yeah. Well, um, it's not really interview. Yeah, not really interview. Beautiful. And then, yeah, you said a heart key head. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I dig yeah. it. I dig it, baby. What, uh, what's your distortion sound? What Dunlop, Dunlop pedal? Dunlop, uh, what is it? Uh, M80? Does that make any sense? Uh, Maybe. MXR, MXR80. MXR80. Oh, oh, it's a bass DI, so it's almost Ooh, yeah. almost like their version of a Sans amp? Yeah. Okay, I see Absolutely. that. Yeah, there's a distortion button. Uh, yeah. Which also reminds me of Dark Glass. Have you ever played with Dark Glass? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like this pedal because it also has a DI uh, and it, it has a blend knob. So when you turn up the distortion, you don't lose the bottom end. Right. Really thought this through, Morton. Speaking of uh, yeah. dark glass, <laughs> then you may have heard of the uh, Neo DSP. Not yeah. sponsored, by the way. We haven't gone, they haven't gone back to us, so not sponsored. Yeah, we reached out to Neural DSP and we said we can talk about Neural DSP on the show, and they never yeah. wrote us back, Morton. Shame. I know, right? Too bad for them. I know it is too bad for them. So then I started using yeah. soft tube stuff instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. You mentioned different gauges of strings. What do you go for on? Uh, bass. Do you go for a thick gauge? You mentioned a different tuning. Is that why you have different gauges for different tunings? Uh, yeah. Um, when I play in an E-tuning, uh, standard tuning, um, use strings uh, 105 at the um, thickest uh, string. Mm -hmm. and go for D-tuning or C-sharp or c tuning uh just a little bit uh, thicker so it, it's uh it reduces the spaghetti effect on the uh, strings spaghetti is delicious yeah i mean but, not in bass not on the, yeah not on bass no not on bass <laughs> spaghetti no. is very yummy mm -hmm. spaghetti is perfect and then you mentioned a couple different tunings is that for the vocals how did you guys decide mm. on that uh I dis uh, I decided that I wanted uh, to use the uh, D tuning uh, because I thought it uh, suited the songs best, uh, okay. really, uh, and it also um, suited the uh, vocals uh, good. Uh, but for the song that in, in C sharp, that suited his uh, vocals uh, best. So uh, yeah, we uh, we we decided in the studio to go for a C sharp in, instead of a D. Okay. Yeah. 
he was uh, pushing his voice uh, too much. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sweet. All right, we chatted about clickbait on YouTube. We chatted mm-hmm. about how you've watched a few episodes, which is great. Thank you for watching the show. I appreciate that. Yeah. And we talked about how COVID-19 was a bit of a blessing in disguise for you. Yeah. Uh, we chatted about your decorating skills and how people in at least Norway should hire you to decorate uh, their house because you did a fantastic job. I'm envious. Uh, Thank you. We talked about bass distortion pedals. We talked about EMG pickups. We chatted about rotosound strings. We almost chatted about way too many things. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I actually came across rotosound for bass years ago when I was listening to a couple Queensryche albums, and I just loved the bass sound on Queensryche. And I looked into it and said, what equipment does he use? Obviously, I don't really know what they're doing in the studio, but what kind of equipment does he use? And it's basically what you have, arguably yeah. speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I I've also used the flat wound uh, strings from Rotosound uh, uh, for a long time on uh, a couple of bases. But again, uh, it's it's all that uh, suits the uh, music yeah. you are you are doing. Yeah. So in, for for this particular um, rock sound. Uh, I, I wanted the uh, round wound uh, strings. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And if anybody is uh, crisp and punchy to uh, to uh, drive the music uh, uh, together with uh, with the uh, drums. Yeah, yeah. You thought this through, Morton. You thought it through. Yeah. Thank you. I <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we do, as as you know, we have a lot of musicians that listen to the show. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I started going the route of chatting about equipment and whatnot so that anybody listening in who's like, man, I love that bass sound, they can play back your beautifully decorated home and your good looking face and hear how to craft uh, a bass sound. You know, something you mentioned there was going from flat wound to round wound just just alone changes a lot. So there's a lot of consideration with strings. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think that every guy, uh, even if it is in the bedroom, uh, bedroom guitarist or bedroom bass player or uh, someone who is trying to make it uh, as as a living or whatever, uh, you are listening to the music that you like and the the, um, uh, guitar players that you like and you are curious, okay, what kind of equipment? equipment are they using and how, how do they produce their their sound so yeah mm-hmm. cool use a pick fingers yeah yeah okay. yeah for, for this cool all right new album cannonball run available september yeah. 10th via speed club records uh if you are uh listening in on spotify down below will be the show notes if you're on the website the rockmetalpodcast.ca there'll be show notes youtube there's going to be show notes you can click on uh facebook.com slash the gasolines rock uh you can also check out the link to the music video for um autobahn outlaws perfect is there anything that i missed morton no okay i don't think so yeah Wait. wait all right well thank you so much absolutely great yeah Thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Yeah, thank you again for uh, having me. And thank you for uh, actually liking the music that I've created. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. It, 
Yeah, guarantee that a lot of people will think it is crap. So uh, it's <laughs> always nice to hear, hear from people who actually dig it. No, seriously, I, I've, I've been amazed uh, by all the fantastic feedback for the Autobahn Outlaws uh, song, which is the first single. Yeah. Uh, I, I had my emails, uh, phone, inboxes mm-hmm. flooded with messages. And we actually sold quite a few albums also on pre-order via Bandcamp. Cool. So, yeah, and all that is based on just one song. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's great. It is. And I've sold the albums from, uh, to Japan, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, USA, England, Germany, Spain, France. So, cool. yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah. 